Hello and welcome to That Sports Gamers Retro Roundtable, where we're going to break down one sports video game from the past with our great panel. As always, I am your host, TJ Lowerman, a.k.a. That Sports Gamer, and alongside me is my good buddy and the only person in New Jersey excited for his college football team to be in the All-State Sugar Bowl, Yeah, Rich Grisham. I'm not great, though. The, the great one is the next person that you're going to introduce. Uh, the man who puts Aww. the 16 into Generation 16, Greg Seward. Yes, I guess. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> don't be. It's too much praise. Uh, hey guys, what's going All on? Right. Today we're going to talk about Blades of Steel. Ka-ching! It's <laughs> <That's> pretty good. <laughs> uh, I realized something today. What's you that? guys are a little bit older than me. Just a tad. Uh, Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel. As we all know, the great Konami hockey game uh, came out in December of 1988 in North America. Yes. Uh, I was four years old. <laughs> you guys, maybe slightly older. I was not four years old. I, I was, yes, I was significantly older than that. <laughs> I think 1988 may have been one of the best years in not only video game history, but sports video game history. What do you guys think about that? Do you want some well, reasons why? I yeah, would, give me give me some reasons. Yeah, I would presume you have a list to yeah. back up such a bold statement. Yes. January 8th, Konami releases Super Contra. Pretty decent game. It's not a bad game. You know? uh, it's a sports game, though. Hey, Rich, I'm saying this is one of the best games of all <laughs> One of the best years of all time. Okay. Uh, I, thought, I thought the word sports was sprinkled into that statement. Maybe I could be wrong. There was a little game called Metal Gear you may have heard of, also released in America. America. Uh, <laughs> but not Canada. Sp- specifically yeah. not Canada. Uh, it says North America <laughs> and the <laughs> PAL region. And we're all PALs, so that counts, right? That's true, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite video game of all time, Super Mario Brothers 2, came to America. Very nice. Hard to argue that uh, what else we got here? Mega Man 2. I don't play Mega Man. Oh, Mega Man 2 is the best one. Come on. What's it really? Oh, God, yeah. As a non-Mega Man fan, I'm, I'm, it's good to know. Because if you I have not play played one. Mega Man 2, you're missing out. I have not. You should can I get Mega that on the, uh, on one of the... You can get that just about anywhere. You okay. Yeah. Good to know. On your right Nokia, your Nokia <laughs> feature phone, you can probably play it. Get it on, get it on something that has buttons, but... Yeah. Your it's N-gauge. on the Wii U, I'm getting that thing. <laughs> it's on the Wii U. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, NES Ice Hockey with Chuck Norris came out that year. <laughs> what? <laughs> I must have missed that special edition. Yeah, check, that, check out the cover. Chuck Norris there in all his pride. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> uh, a small upstart football game known as John Madden Football released on the Apple II. Yeah. yeah, but that wasn't when the game was good. It wasn't until it came to the Genesis in, uh, in 1990 that it was good. Hey, yeah. guess what? It wouldn't have existed in 1990 if it didn't start. I think that's a whole show unto it. You unto say so. Show. Oh my god, that's Chuck Norris. I know. And uh, the best Zelda game came out that year. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Gold cartridges are the best. Have you played that game recently? Uh, Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Maybe you say so. Go get the boots. <laughs> <laughs> and a uh, little upstart known as... Konami put out Blades of Steel in December. So, in the beginning of the year, you got ice hockey with four people 
for offensive players on each side, which was kind of a joke. And then Konami came out with the only real hockey game on those consoles back then. <laughs> Blades of Steel. You know, some people would say that's blasphemy. You're you're kind of uh, crapping all over a very well-beloved Nintendo game. Which one? Ice Hockey. Listen, one day they came to John Madden and they said, hey, check out this 7-on-7 seven seven football game. You know what he did? <laughs> Laughed at them and walked away. If I see a 4-on-4 four four hockey game, I walk away. Did they have fighting in ice hockey? Come on. Yeah, they did. Well, well you know what? It wasn't as good as... <laughs> <laughs> Arguably, Blades of Steel has a better fighting mechanic than NHL 14. I'm willing to say oh, that. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to fight that at all. Well, you're talking to you know two of the biggest fans of Blades of Steel. You're probably going to find anywhere. So yeah. You know, when that game came out, when Rich and I were, were celebrating our 30th birthdays <laughs> together, somehow. Yeah. That's how we spent the day. That was a good Blades day. Of Steel. That was a good day. Yeah. I think Blades of Steel is one of the first video games I remember playing, which is pretty crazy. It yeah. was, um, I don't know what year, I can't remember what year I got my NES, but uh, pretty sure it was like 80, 88, and it was one of the one of the games my brother and I played nonstop. That, I mean, I really liked ice hockey, but I like Blades of Steel so much more. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can absolutely remember playing my buddies in Blades of Steel for hours and hours and hours into the late nights, just completely absorbed by it. Um, it was so much better than anything I had played before it. Yeah. Um, because it, it had the air of legitimacy. It was not a, again, not taking anything away from ice hockey or from other, other games. It just, it had so much more legitimacy to it. You know, it had the, the real names of the cities, now, it didn't have all of the teams, and, you know, the teams weren't named. There was no license or anything. But, like, you know, you could be Edmonton or Los mm-hmm. Angeles or Chicago or New York. Like, it always bummed me out that there was no New Jersey team. But, you know, it was just – it was fun to sort of pick a, a real a real city and uh, and go at it. And, you know, that we, we always wondered because back then, obviously, there was no way to, to find this out. But we always wondered, you know, is it – is it better to be Edmonton? You know, are they better than New York or? And honestly, Chicago? none of them were any you never different. Knew. Yeah, yeah, but you never knew. Like there was no way to know that that was the case. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's that was really what did it for us too. I mean, ice hockey was a good time, and I played I played tons of ice hockey with my buddies. Um, but you know, this is especially growing up in Canada. This is a hockey country, and the NHL is a big deal. And uh, there was no NHL game back then. There was no game even, you know, that a player endorsed or anything like that. So you get a game like this where you could pretty much recreate the Stanley Cup playoffs with, you know, a good amount of teams. Most importantly, teams from the original six cities. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, my brother and I played tons of that. And, and, you know, you got to do something that that is never actually going to happen again, which is take the Toronto Maple Leafs all the way to the Cup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the teal and sky blue of the Toronto team. Oh, it did not Possibly. take long, Greg. Did not take long. Hold on. <laughs> 67. But you I know, think... that's a that's another thing that was really cool about the game is you could have a great time playing against your friends, but you could also have a great time playing it yourself. You could set up the tournaments and you could take different teams through it and you had different levels of difficulty like Yeah. It it really offered a ton of value. 
Uh, it was not heavily centered on one experience or the other. Yeah, and actually when you played the tournament, it was the eight-team tournament, so every single team in the game ended yep. the tournament. It's it's pretty amazing how far games have come since then, because it's not like these games had franchise mode, or your be a pro, or your ultimate team. The choices are literally exhibition or tournament. Right. And eight teams. And three difficulty settings. And it was all about the game on the ice. Yeah, That's, exactly. I'm telling you, those teal and sky blue Toronto jerseys. Well, you know, I, I looked that up. Apparently, those are those colors are based on like CFL teams. It's all or something like that. Crazy. They're like lies, but not lies. Like the Montreal <laughs> amber and coral red. Is That's supposed the Maroons. To yeah, the Montreal, Montreal Maroons. Maroons. Yeah. The Minnesotas, the purple and white, were the Vikings. Right. Yes. The Edmonton bright green and yellow of the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, Eskimos. that was not. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely as a as a hockey aware person and CFL unaware person. I always wondered why that was Edmonton's color palette. Did well, it's not funny because the biggest thing was is that Toronto and Montreal. I mean, for as strange as the colors are, they were close enough, right? Red and blue. So, <laughs> right. uh, so with us, like that, that's kind of all that mattered to uh, me and my brother because those were the two teams we'd always play, but. But yeah, I, I didn't realize until we were getting ready this week that that the most of the colors are based on that city's football team, yeah, professional football team. I would also I would venture to say that the actual gameplay when you're playing Blades of Steel, and this was this was reinforced to me this week as I was as I was playing it again. The fact that you're not only controlling the players on the ice, but you're also controlling the goalie at the same time <laughs> is is as challenging as any modern day hockey game. Thank God they had little that little arrow in the uh, in the oh, crease because there's no way I was ever stopping anything if there wasn't. A... I mean, it takes a real it takes a real level of skill to be able to do both of those things. And at some point, you're like, okay, I'm going to concentrate on the goaltender right now. I'm going to be the goaltender, and by doing so, obviously, you completely let the uh you know let your opponent just <laughs> wail away on your goaltender because you're not controlling anybody trying to get to the puck you're yeah. just trying to follow that arrow back and forth i mean i it just brought back so many memories of 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 the game playing it this week where you'd have five six seven eight shots yeah. in a row on your goaltender and <laughs> because you know like i can either be the goaltender and try to stop it or try to take one of the skaters and then instantly give up a goal. And, and that whole balance of figuring out what to do at any given moment was, you know, I don't recall anything like that before. And certainly even in, you know, in today's NHL, which is amazing, you don't, I mean, the goaltenders are pretty much left up to the computer. Like you don't control what the goaltender is going to do. You have no influence over it unless you're playing as a goaltender in one of those modes. And so it, it was a shock to go back and revisit that. I'm like, oh my god, I'm really controlling everybody on the ice and having a direct say over what happens from the you know front uh, all the way to the back. It's kind of crazy. By the way, I want to backpedal here. Uh, the game did not have teams from the original six. It doesn't have Detroit or Boston in it. Nah, but who cares about those teams? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite part of this game which is the stupidest thing. Uh, during the second intermission, there were ads for other Konami games. Yeah. The Contra, Jackal. Jackal and Contra, and there's the little hint at uh, Gradius. Yeah. And 
ridiculous. No, but that's actually that's actually another really good point. I think that one of the things that really, I mean, one of the things I really dug about it, you know, you had five on five hockey, you had teams that you could sort of imagine were counterparts to real NHL teams, and <clears throat> um, you had a referee on the ice, mm-hmm. which to twelve year old me, that's how old I really was, by the way. Uh, that was amazing, and. Um, you know, you, you get players taken to the penalty box, and you, yeah. you had fights, and you had Real fights, uh, yeah. penalty shots, and and all that stuff. It, the presentation was huge, and even little things too. Like if you notice the organ music that plays when there's a goal scored, that changes based on the importance of the goal. If it's a if it's a goal, if, if it's a goal that puts you into the lead or keeps you in the lead, it's different than the music that's played. If it's a goal that ties up the game, and it's different than the music that's, that's played if you are behind. That's amazing. That's just, I did not know that. I did not realize that. Little, yeah, little <laughs> little touches like that in the game are what always, you know, really sold me on it. And, you know, like you, you had the, the goal celebrations and you had the, yeah. the, the warm-ups at the beginning of the periods. Yes. And then it, it, in between, in the intermissions, you had the, the game updates. I mean, there's, you know, it, it had really good presentation for an 8-bit hockey game. And the well, picture just, on the newspaper when you would win the cup? Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. that was great. That... that looked just like the Stanley Cup, you know. But I mean, you, met, you you said it, Greg. Like when the guys, when the game starts and the the you know the the boards open up and the guys skate on the ice and they do the circles around the ice, just like real hockey teams do when they start a game, yeah. was such a great way to get you ready for the game. Like there was no way that you're watching that and you're not saying, "All right, I'm excited. I'm going to play this game." And then the other thing, like you said, when you score the goal, how the guy you know raises up his stick and the players gather around it, and they look like hockey players. Yeah, exactly. because no game ever had guys that looked like hockey players. They had those standard Konami uh, faceless, uh, <laughs> yeah, mannequins. Yeah, yeah. The other thing too that that I found to be a lot of fun, you know, I completely forgot until I started playing it again this week was again strategy like when you when you knock against a guy you know three times and then you start <laughs> fighting but if you miss that second or third time that dude is gone mm-hmm. right so you really got to be smart about whether you want to try to take him out or whether you don't and sometimes you'll take him out and he'll just go ah and he'll <laughs> fall down and other times you'll you'll you know you'll go up against him and and you'll get in a fight like it just had so much you, you know you never knew exactly what was going to happen, but you had so much influence on what was going on. I love that. Yeah, when you consider it's like five on five free for all because you don't have any real rules other than the fights, and uh, you only get a penalty if you lose a fight. Yeah. I mean, like it actually had a decent amount of depth for a game that really didn't have any rules. I like the uh, the soccer style penalty shots. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you just take the shot from the blue line, and oh, it's such a good, such a good game. Yes, penalty shots where you're not allowed to move from the blue line. That would suck. That's what I spent the last half hour doing before we started this. I was like, I just want to take penalty shots. <laughs> I almost wish they would have had a mode where I could just do penalty shots. But <laughs> uh, I remember getting into some intense tie games where the penalty shots would go pretty far. Mm. Such a good game. So, Greg, you played with your brother the most, or was it friends? Yeah. Or like... No, my brother the most. We were, you know, that was, I don't know if we ever actually owned the game. It was like a regular <laughs> rental for us, right? right? Was, I mean, we, yeah. didn't, we didn't have any money to buy games, so. I eventually yeah, was... owned it, but for by far the most time that I spent playing that game was over at my friend John's house, because he had an NES and I didn't, and he had Blades of Steel and I didn't, and. I mean, every weekend, probably for a couple of months, we would spend a lot of time playing Blades of Steel. 
tons of it. But uh, yeah, I I'm sure I owned it at some point, but my, it was <laughs> the vast majority of the time that I played Blades of Steel was not my copy nor my NES. That's cute. I played the most with my dad. You guys and your friends. What are you guys in college and high school when this came out? Rich played most of the time high. <laughs> that is absolutely not quite true at all. <laughs> that is absolutely not entirely true. <laughs> the other thing, too, I find with this game is uh, it was another one of those games that I never even knew there was an arcade version. Uh, yeah, I only found that out. Years later. <laughs> I only found that out looking it up on uh, Wikipedia to see what date it was released on. And did you ever try it? No. It wasn't but nearly as good. No. I believe there was more, uh, uh, what are these things called? More voices and stuff. Was it before or after the NES game? It was before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was 87. came out in October 87, and then uh, came out on the Famicom disc in Japan in July 88, and then December 88 here. True story. I I was able to um, legally... Uh, acquire a license to play this game on my PC, and uh, I had it up at lunch on uh, Tuesday at the office. And within 30 seconds of booting it up and having that music playing, three different people came into my office and were playing Blades of Steel and hooting and hollering like it <laughs> it was, you know, transported back in time. <laughs> this game has universal appeal. Anybody who played it instantly remembers you know it, it's like a, a a song or uh you know or a movie like just when you play blades of steel it instantly transports you back to a, a different place because you you just remember who you were and what you were doing when when you were playing blades of steel well and you're right as far as universal appeal goes that's what it was getting at before where it's, it's not it doesn't sort of buckle under the weight of all the rules of the actual game but there's still a lot of depth there and the thing is is that even if you don't know how to play hockey you can pick up the controller and you can figure it out pretty fast. And, you know, within a minute, you, you've pretty much got the thing down. And, and that arrow on the on the crease is a huge help as well because you didn't have to worry about missing the net and all that stuff. You know, one button to shoot, one button to pass. And if you bump into a guy enough, you start a fight. And yep. even the fighting's easy, you know, push up or push down and, and hit the punch button or, yep. or block it, you know. They throw their gloves down and they just go at it. Uh, the game can actually be gotten on the Wii Virtual Console, not the Wii yes. personal co- Virtual Console. Uh, and I did not know that the arcade version was actually re-released on Microsoft's Game, Game Room. Room service. Yep. So that's pretty awesome. Can you that still, Game Room? still alive? Still... No, I think they finally shut it down. I think it's gone, yeah. Yeah, which is such a shame. That was such a great idea. Uh, yeah. But that was the arcade version, not the NES version. Yeah, it's in, in the arcade version was um, as with a lot of any as with a lot of arcade conversions on the NES, right? I mean, they, they it didn't really it wasn't really a one to one arcade conversion, obviously because of the power of the hardware. Plus, I think Nintendo had something going where you know you had to have exclusive content for the NES as well. And uh, what was the just, exclusive content? I have no idea, but. Um, <laughs> I think the lack of game, Detroit. I think that this plays. Yeah, exactly. I think that this plays way better than the than the arcade version ever did. Well, that's the thing. Like I started playing it again this week. It plays great. It is as much fun now as it was twenty yeah. years ago. And you know, I kind of, you know, my son loves video games, and and we play a bunch of stuff together. And he took right to it, which just <laughs> proves, you know, it, it it doesn't matter whether it looks amazing or whether it doesn't. It's a fun 
game that completely holds up. Completely holds up. I would say holds up better than even other vaunted games like Mobile, right? In Mobile, you had four plays. If you called one of the four plays, you destroyed the guy. Like, there's none of that in Blades of Steel. It's just, you know, back and forth, back and forth, shoot, pass, score. It, it's it's terrific. And you're actually pretty accurate with the passing, unlike certain EA Sports <laughs> of recent years. That's terrible. Excellent point. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to wrap it up. Guys, do you agree? Disagree? Do you want to keep talking about this? Best I want to hear your impression of all the uh, voice samples in the game. There was like four. Yeah, I want to hear them. You know, I always thought it said hit the pass. No, it's with the pass. With the pass. Yeah. With the pass. You know, it's funny. I was walking through Best Buy one day, and I had the Blades of Steel theme as my <laughs> ringtone. And I don't know why I had forgotten about this. And I'm just walking down an aisle, and I start hearing the Blades of theme, Blades of Steel theme song. And I was like, this is God? amazing. Is that you? <laughs> I'm, I started walking around the aisles looking for someone, or maybe one of those like those weird consoles that you plug into the TV. Yeah. Little joystick. And I'm like, oh, my cell phone. Damn it. <laughs> I got really excited. But I think Rich's ah might be the best. <laughs> that was thing pretty good. Yeah. What I was found funny about the uh, the voice uh, samples in that is that every one of them sounds like it's done by the same guy based on the accent <laughs> until you hear penalty shot and the penalty right. shot doesn't sound right at all. Mm. It almost sounds like it's got a bit of a British accent going on with it. It's weird. I'll make sure I put all the sound clips. Into this. <laughs> yeah. The skating is great. It's like, push, 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 push. <laughs> not quite sure what that is, but amazing use of static. Same with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And yes, that exactly. one whistle you always hear in the crowd. Yes. Yes. I don't know. Beautiful yeah. game. Far Absolutely. better than any other ice hockey game that came out that year. It's fighting words. It's true. We should probably cover that other ice hockey with Chuck Norris sure. on the cover one day. You know, it you're is right. Chuck Norris. I can't get it. And, and you can tell it's ice hockey because he has the word hockey going down his jersey. Uh, Instead of Rangers. It actually right. just says hawk. Well, obviously it's meant to say hawk. Maybe some sort of loogie type situation going perhaps on. He's, perhaps Chuck was falling on hard times and put his... No, no, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is if you actually look at the logo of the Nintendo Sports Series, it's essentially the stuff you could buy as accessories for the Wii. There's a bat, a tennis racket, a golf club attachment. Think about it. But that's a different game for a different day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blades of Steel, 5 out of 5. Love it. Love it. I agree. All right. Well, uh, this has been me. TJ Lowerman, aka That Sports Gamer. You can reach me on Twitter at That Sports Gamer and Rich Grisham. Hey, you can uh, reach me on Twitter at Rich Grisham. Uh, Rich, you do any other podcasts? Uh, I do a few. Uh, Does them all. Podcast and the Dodcast, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Greg Seward, the man, the myth, the legend. Amen. Uh, you can you can uh, follow me at Seward S E W A R T and uh, check out my weekly show, uh, the Player One Podcast. Special on the internet. Uh, I won't. I won't disagree with that. And uh, <laughs> check out my um, video series, Generation Sixteen, so you can learn you some uh, some Sega history. I think we should definitely do a Sega game next. I'm all for that. Me if too. You got World Series baseball. First off, some great games. Oh my god, we have to do World Series baseball <laughs> because I have 
so many stories to tell about that. That yeah, you you could hear TJ smile as soon as you yeah. said those words, Greg. I don't know if you guys remember free writing in English class was essentially the story of what happened the last night in World Series baseball. <laughs> All right. Oh my. Maybe that'll be next. So Maybe. make sure you guys tune in for the next episode of That Sports Gamers Retro Roundtable. Thank you.